Season 1, and we're also going to revisit a little segment from a couple weeks ago. It's Playing and Pitching, Volume 2. This is the last of The Last of Us? For now. Oh, okay. We are getting a Season 2, maybe even a Season 3. Gavin has not played Part 2 out of sheer protest, and we will not be spoiling anything that happens in that, but everything that happens in the first game the uh, Left Behind expansion yes. uh, and the series on yeah. HBO is fair game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll chat about that. And then uh, we'll talk about some other successful uh, IP to uh, our video game to TV adaptations and vice versa. And then we will do the inverse of our previous playing and pitching episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about... Some stuff that hasn't been adapted for video games, but is rife, uh, ripe, rife and ripe. I think both are applicable. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Sure. Okay. What do you think? Uh, as a, uh, I, we're both very big fans of the ge- the first game. I think we can at least say. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what did you think overall? We talked about it a little bit on our previous playing and pitching episode, but we didn't go into too much detail. But So, like, honestly, when they were like, oh, we, we've cast Pedro Pascal as Joel, and I was like, I mean, okay. And I never really, I never really, like, uh, when we talked in the last episode, I got into, like, the aesthetics of, like, who would look like the character. Right. And you could do enough to make anybody look like. So I was like, okay. Well, let me see, like, what he does here. Because in my mind, he's, like, Mr. Charisma. He's Mr., like, you know. Pedro, the actor. In general. Right. You know, like, whether he wants to or not, he's the magnetic one you look at. Like, you know, I knew it was coming, but the fight scene in Game of Thrones, I was just like, no. Because, like, it's a beautiful man. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. Exactly. You know. Spoiler, yeah. The Viper doesn't make it. <laughs> right. You know? And then, you know, there's a Mandalorian where it's his voice, but it's the same time. It's like, you know, you, and you add in like Narcos and he's, you know, he I've just never watched Narcos. It's, he's really fucking good in it. And it's one of those things like the two guys that were actually there, they had their own podcast and the, the guy who Boyd Holbrook's character plays openly says like Javier's Manslut. Like he's just always with the ladies when we were down there, but he's getting to know people, blah, 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 joking about it. And hearing that and then thinking back to the show, I was like, yeah, no, Pedro Pascal nailed Javier Pena. Like he's no perfect for that role, okay, you know? And, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, where did he, you don't, it's like, he just kind of, he's just kind of there. I don't remember him pre game of Thrones. And but, like, he, but then, of course, every you the, start looking back, the last, and you're like, oh, like several shit. months has been the rediscovery yeah. of like, oh, he's been around yeah. uh, for quite the, a while. The twenty for year like three success, decades. as we yeah. yeah. But 
so having that going into it, I, you know, watching it every week, seeing what little things they added to or took away from. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, there's not a lot there, not a lot to do. Like, what are you doing? Because the game is primarily, we're in these stages, you're playing, you're doing the action. How are you going to get me to get invested in a show that like, yes, there are bits where that's there. And there is this looming like fungus threat that's still there. And what are you, what are you trying to convey with this story and narrative in the show that you either wanted me to feel playing the game or wanted me to like just get because like because of the game the just the two different dynamics in which you approach this IP from the game at the end like yes it's poignant it's like whatever and all that and like what he does ultimately to you know get her back is you know in my mind I'm just like no that's like that's my character that's my my little girl I got to get her back whatever whatever but in thinking about the finale you know and they're like realizing that like he methodically and like just no no nonsense matter of fact effectively you know rids the world of any possibility that that you could cure this and I'm like I don't really even care because what's worth saving like We've all been, but I didn't get that from the game. And maybe I should have, maybe I should have been paying more attention. Maybe I should have picked up more notes. I don't know. But in seeing that now, I'm like, oh yeah, because there's plenty of things that like in the game that were still just like gut punches. And I feel like that's what this is. It's like, they they thematically were able to show me all these gut punches that I could have a million times over in the game experience. But they were, to me, they actively in like, successfully showed that like you know this isn't your you know in your face like the walking dead like oh it's actually the humans that we gotta worry about the walkers or whatever like it's that it doesn't hit you over the head like that show tried to do in eight nine seasons like you guys get it yet it's actually the humans that are the walking dead it's like it it masterfully says here's a guy who the day that that the world ended his world ended, but he didn't die. And he's had to do things to survive for what, you know, we find out later he thought about checking out, couldn't do it, you know, for whatever reason. And then here's this other person that's given him a purpose or a focus. And whether you want to call it selfishly or not, he chooses to do what he has to do to not lose her again because of the fact of how he lost his daughter, which we see in the opening. And I'm fine with it. I would probably, I can't blame him whatsoever in the narrative of the, of the show or the game. And, you know, it's one of those where I just, especially the last step, like this last episode, the little girl that plays Ellie, she just, Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey, yes, I, she was just a young woman, the nineteen-year-old. Sorry, yes, but she's tea tiny. She's a little. I know. Little. I'm just saying it's crazy to yeah. to think about because I you I forget just, she was in Game of Thrones too. Well, right, and I I don't know. There's already 
people you know people were giving her shit when she was cast and now there's the whole debate of like but can she really do part two can she really do part two and i'm like she she's age appropriate and if anything they've aged her down for her look in this right so yeah 100 percent. a coma a change of hairstyle and she looks like her from the second if you watched episode eight of this show and thought and you weren't fully convinced that she can do everything that is required of this character mm-hmm. um, emotionally, physically, etc. I I don't know what else would convince you. Well, but, like I said, like with with nine, you know, it it was like gut punching and like just like so. I don't want to say cringe is like cringe, but like just looking at the performance and seeing her like obviously not okay, and him like just trying to like you know trying anything he can to try and get her to to uh, get out of it and like just talk to him and just it's so like it's obvious where he's at okay how he's feeling i know you're saying like you said you didn't feel like you got all of this from the game or whatever but like again this is all very present in that section where it's like it's post all of the stuff with david right a little bit of time has passed Mm mm-hmm but clearly she's not herself mm-hmm. like she is changed and that's that's what's so fucked up and tragic about the whole love story of all of this is they ultimately pass each other it's like as he is gradually she's softening him he's coming back to life mm-hmm. and becoming more normal or whatever at the same time, she's going through stuff and like having to save him, fend off, and everything she goes through to do that mm-hmm. ultimately puts her in this haunted state that he was, you know, the headspace he's been in for much of the story that he was coming out of. And it's like they just kind of move right past each other. And you know, with where this ends, that it, they, they can, you know, they can't go back to yeah. the road. Like they can't go back to how it was before. And that's the ultimate tragedy of everything that's so upsetting is, and the note that it's left on just this like empty pit of your stomach feeling is just like, Oh my God, all you wanted was like for him to get a daughter and her to get a dad. And then it just yeah all falls apart in, in a second because of how much he loves her, which is what's so fucked up about it. Right. And so brilliant. And like amazing. the scene where, where she, he's like, you know what I think I'm in the mood for? I think I'm in the mood for puns. And it's like, bro, you are so he's trying so you're hard. You're grasping at everything. God yeah. bless you. You know? And then where that leads to. And then, but again, it's like, I thought I, you know, I thought it was great with the whole, you know, it, it, it wasn't unfounded because you've had hints along the way that like this dude is a motherfucker. Like he may not seem like it, but oh, he's a they, motherfucker. They reaffirmed it in the previous episode that, that interrogation oh, yeah, scene, dude. if you can even call it that. Yeah. Uh, I've realized, um, I got, I think it's because I, you know, I have, <laughs> I got some tendonitis, you know, uh, I got, I got issues with knee trauma on screen. Mm-hmm. That fucked me up. That was maybe one of the most like brutal things I've seen uh, in anything in a little while. Uh, speaking of which, I was rewatching Shallow Grave and uh, Ewan McGregor getting crowbarred mm. <laughs> to like the knee and uh, the shin. Brutal, brutal. Speaking uh, of yeah. Ewan McGregor, I just watched T two 
train spotting on um I Hulu. I actually am saving it for they're doing Danny Boyle right now on uh, Did you see when it came out though? No, I I haven't seen it oh at all. I'm God. saving it for when they get to it. It's I mean Sunshine is this weekend. Uh, so I'm gonna okay. be rewatching Sunshine. Okay. Which I think is on HBO Max. I, I think it's it two thousand seven too. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. Just in case you were thinking about something, you know. Um but yeah, no, that and then the like it's all right, I believe your friend. It's fine. I'll, I'll, you know, and then and that was the thing is like I don't remember the last playthrough of like going through and like getting to her, but just the I don't fucking have time for this and like boom 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 moving through everything and just like I'm not gonna let you pop pop done. All right, y'all get against the wall and you know it's like he's a motherfucker. He's not sadistic because he could have murdered all those nurses, but he didn't. But then the way they cut around the whole, now nah, you're just come after us. Like, I was just like fucking, you know. Straight out of the game. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You know? And it ended the it way was, you said uh, it mean, should. Like, it should end, it ended note perfect as to how you thought it should end the series. No, it was like, that, again, that ending of the game is, that's the thing that immediately put it in the Pantheon, where it was just like, I cannot believe the level of storytelling that video games are capable of. And that's beyond just a writing level and a performance level. It's it's technology. It literally is. In that moment, you need the facial capture um, of that performance, mm-hmm. the dialogue, everything. But you need the ability, through the graphics and everything, to convey unspoken emotion and it's just like that was not always a thing you could do in video games and have it done convincingly but that is when i fully was like i'm the final shot of this game is me looking at ellie's face and being able to read the nuance in the way that she delivers that line and the look that she does not believe him at all she doesn't buy it she's hurt by it there's so much in that that okay um, and it, it stuck with me ever since I saw it. You know, I, I waited a long time. I replayed it when they remastered it on, uh, PS4. I do want to play it again now on PS5 whenever I can finally get my hands on one. Uh, but I did just restart my playthrough of part two immediately to kind of stay in the vibe and continue the story. That's my first time revisiting that since it came out three years ago. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, just played through basically the first chunk today. And it was just as uh, upsetting as I remember it being without mm-hmm. spoiling anything that happens in that game. Uh, but yeah, they hit it. And of course, I, you know, I, I feel like in some ways I'm the harshest critic because I'm just like, just just live up to and give me that feeling that I got from the game and don't, don't fuck it up. I was terrified that like, are they going to tack on some like extra scene on here? Is there going to be something afterwards? And I was so terrified. And then when it cut to credits, I was so happy. Uh, right, that it just no, it totally nailed that final moment. Uh, yeah, I don't know how well you remember that section of the game, but you uh, and I haven't replayed it in quite a while either. But I do just remember that feeling of like, oh, like in the moment, feeling like, yeah, give me, give me an assault rifle. Let me no, this can't happen. I got to stop this. Uh, and then maybe in the in the midst of it when people are begging for their lives and shit uh kind of you know 
it really puts you through something. I've really only experienced one other sequence like that in a video game that I can think of, uh, which is uh, Phantom, uh, Phantom Pain. Yeah. I think you know the sequence I'm talking about. It's very late in the game, and it's like after you've built up your entire base of people, uh, you know, people whose names you know and positions you know and all of that, the game makes you kill all of them. <laughs> like right. systematically go through and murder all of them because they're in, they're like infected with something. What's the deal? It's the isn't it the voice infection thing with the yes with uh, the, the quiet? I think so. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, you have to kudos for me remembering that for a game I've never played. Huh? Kudos for me knowing that from a game I've never played. Did I just spoil the end? Sorry. I know what it is. I've I know the lore, dude. I do. But you I never. But you never played there. No, I mean I want to, and I've I played. I never played four or five. I played. It's incredible. It's just you're, obviously you're incentivized to like have a great team and like keep building up your base. It's an aspect of the game. It's not mm-hmm. something that's like thrust upon you, but you do like if you put enough time into it. You have a certain mm-hmm. amount of a relationship to it, and then like, you, yeah, you have to murder your whole fucking squad. Yeah, uh, it's the only other time I've experienced something like that where it's like you have to do it. There's no other way to progress in this. There's no, there's no workaround. There's no cheat code to get past it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't. I mean, I bring up Kojima because I feel like he's the first guy to really, really introduce like narrative stakes. Oh, yeah. Into what were otherwise like, oh, point at the thing and shoot it, progress to the next yeah. level. Like, I mean, when you when you, you know, make me, if I don't hit the O button fast enough, I can't save somebody. And if I hit the O button fast enough and I beat this this torture machine, then I get a whole other different ending. Like, yeah, it's the first time I remember that ever happening. I'm sure, and of course, there, I'm sure there's plenty of other games where it was like, well, you can choose your, what you're going to do, RPG, all that. But that's the first time in just like a but mainstream the, action like, that, you know. So, yeah, it, it got you there. Mm-hmm. You say, I guess it sounds like more so than the game in terms right. of some of the thematics. And I, mean, I, I, do, th- I, I do think, think the addition of his uh, suicide attempt and specifically the, the line of like... Uh, I guess time heals all wounds. He's like, it's not time that did it. Yeah. Um, which is not in the game, but mm-hmm. which is uh, maybe, I don't know. It's like top five most like <laughs> moments in the show, for sure. Speaking uh, of that, I had one, a random, one like, a rand, I don't think I told you this. <clears throat> I don't know if I could tell you this on mic. So the other day before I came back to like work with you and dad to get the pool stuff down, I ran to Walmart because I was like, I'm not going to fucking ruin a pair of regular jeans and a shirt. I'll just get like cheap Walmart stuff. Okay. So I'm looking in the clearance section and I turn, like I see a guy kind of standing with his back to me. He turns around to look at the same clearance section I'm looking at. He has a fucking long hair and a giant beard that is braided all the way down to like his belly button. Uh-huh. And I looked at him, he's older dude, and I was like, man, I'm trying to get like you, you know, beard and all that. And he quietly just goes, give it time, and walked away. And I didn't see him again, and I was like, holy shit, did, was this guy real? Did this happen? Like, I'm looking, like, I, I didn't see him again. I figured, like, I'll see, I went, I, I walked around, I went back to the place I saw him. He wasn't there. I didn't see him checking out. I was like, was that just, like, a guardian angel kind of dude? Did he keep great me from, wizard of Walmart. Yeah, what did he, yeah, did he keep me from leaving early so I wouldn't get into, like, an accident or something? Like, what? 
what happened here? But yeah, I just, that was the dope, give it time, like dopest shit. I was like, holy shit, Like man. he'll come back to you when you get to that link. Right. It's a challenge. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. Okay. You know? So, yeah. All right. But no, I, it's, and I have to say that it's solely for the medium. Because like, I do what I, I do, I play that sequence in the game. I know we're getting to the end there. I'm just like... It's a whole different. I I took a whole class at USC on on play and what it means. We did video games. We we had a lab where we bought everybody brought a stuffed animal and then like you had to pick a different stuffed animal and like a bunch of shit cut it up and make your own animal like stuffed animal out of it. We did like a giant game of um, not hide and go seek, but you had to go find items and objects and stuff. So like there was a whole thing on what play is, what it means to do through different mediums, board games, video games, just you know in general what that what it means it's more philosophy than like media arts i guess but um i think it's just in the narrative and like playing it through as a video game it hits me differently because i'm yes i'm invested in the story but i'm active i'm playing it i'm doing it i am getting that i guess that's what was so fascinating about the ending when i played it to me was that that's ultimately when it's like, well, yeah, you've been playing a story this whole time. Right. And it's like, yes, a lot of it is communicated to you. Right. In cut scenes, but there's a lot of organic, like environmental storytelling mm-hmm. stuff you can read, et cetera. And just the little interactions between the characters that some of which you can choose to have or not have when you're just kind of walking right. around. And that's what I appreciate about like the Henry and Sam stuff and them going underground and all this other stuff that but, like, I didn't, I didn't mind the stuff they were shoehorning in. But I would have liked a little bit more of like, because you don't really know why Henry and Sam are on the run. Like, they don't explain to you anything. They're just there, and you agree to go with them, right? You're talking about in the game? In the game. Uh, yeah, no, it's way more vague. It's just, it's <clears throat> it's basically explained as like, he was going to be part of the Hunters, I think, mm-hmm. came around, to, which is uh, Kathleen's group in the right. uh, show. But mm-hmm. she wasn't a character, of course. But the idea is they don't allow kids. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. And so he he was basically like, you know, give up my give up my brother and go with them or not. And he chose not to. Mm-hmm. And so they're yeah. But they weren't like coming after him. They're yeah, they're around, but they're not like no, the main threat in that segment, if I remember correctly, is just infected. Right. That's not like a huge Yeah. So like again, I appreciate, I don't know. Again, I haven't played. I haven't played one. In in, in order years. to give me a little bit more of like a maybe what you couldn't in the game as far as like how bad things had gotten just like inside of areas that were supposedly safe. I appreciate that whole like you know you informed on your neighbors. Then you know the 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 convicts rule the prison now, and it's you know whatever. Right. And we may have some kind of semblance of you know like order but we really don't and you know all this other stuff i can appreciate you give me that because you do again you do need to fill it because if i'm just looking at this as like a they leave boston they get here they meet the brother they go to seattle okay what are we doing like it doesn't have a lot going on to me for a narrative for a show i was wondering what are you gonna do so the fact that the like the third episode we'd like we're done with these two characters we've seen or is it the th- second episode? I can't remember. Whatever. The third episode is Bill and Frank, but I think yeah. what you what you misremember, and a lot of people seem to have, is like it's not like it's this whole isolated 
Bill and Frank thing. It is bookended by Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Like, intentionally so. But it's like, no, there's like 15 to 20 minutes on either side of that segment because it's an hour and 20-minute episode of them. Uh, but, yeah, it just feels very Yeah, no, no, isolated. and that's what I'm saying. But the idea is that the bulk of your episode, your third episode of this new show that you're doing, that you're only doing nine it's, of, It's a 10, bold, bold Bold choice. fucking move, and yeah. I love it. I thought it was great. I like the... I, I, my question and all this stuff is like, um, when I watch the after stuff, I'm looking at Neil and I'm like, "This is what you really wanted to do? Are you getting Are you getting to do what you really wanted? To, like you saw how that played out and you thought, you know what? I really like it if I could have done this, but I can't do that in a video game because why am I going to take time away from what my two people are doing right. and have this story of these two guys living things out? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll pepper in in their life how they would have met these people because we're never told that." As far as I know, you don't see that. No, there's no part it's where all just, it's oh, all, I know this guy. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can appreciate that in a means to, like, you know, pad the, the runtime and give you maybe another episode. The thing I really enjoy that I've heard from people are, like, hit or miss is I appreciated, like, the opening segment of, like, well, we'll have to worry if, you know, this fungus ever gets able to be in a hot, hot temperature because it's pretty fucked up. We talk, I think we talked briefly about yeah. it at the time, but that opening segment just set the tone of, I was like, they're going to take, like, they're going to do this right. This is not going to be yeah, like no, your, I pre- and, no, I, and yeah. I already was primed for that just mm-hmm. based on all the promotional and the, material. And even the, the but, second episode where it's like, burn the town. What? Yeah. Burn it. Like, that's the only way you're going to get this thing out. And it, that, those two right there completely inform everything I see in the future. And I get it. Burn the town. That explains everything about why the world is how it is right now. Right. Buildings oh, are... Dr- and, I mean, yeah. just to touch on it, because we, we very much focused on the back half of the finale, but the opening, which, of course, is not in the game, but where they had Ashley Johnson, yeah. the Ellie, giving birth to Ellie in the show, mm-hmm. was just... That was a chef's kiss. Now, back in episode eight, mm-hmm. when Troy Baker showed up, I was secretly hoping for, like, when Joel is struggling back to life mm-hmm. and, like, fending off dudes, I was hoping for, like, oh, tell me you're going to have Joel and Joel have, like, an epic fucking showdown between each other or, where it's, like, people watching the show are just, like, whatever, but, you know, game fans are like, it's Joel fighting Joel, like, holy shit. Oh, well, no, I mean, uh, the I only thought they thing were going to would... go that route. So then when he... When that did not happen, and things played out with him getting cleaved mm-hmm. by uh, by Ellie, because I re- I was like, oh yeah, James is like the right hand. And I remembered that literally that same sequence in the game, uh, and I was like, oh, that's a nice nice touch that she gets to kill him. Yeah. Anyways. Well, and like, and I also was thinking like, well, what if, what if like he's having second thoughts about all this, and he's like, he's gonna do the right thing, and like, I gotta let I gotta get this little girl out of here. And he's in the middle of doing that, and it's like, you know, for a brief maybe like five minutes or whatever, they're together going through here. And then either, you know, David takes him out, or Joel mistakenly like comes back with the old man strength and is like, you, and like just, you know, same way he unceremoniously just like fucking killed those two guys with the map. He kills James without a second thought. And that's another thing he has to like, 
don't know, lie to Ellie about or just like, she's like, what happened to him? He's like, I killed him. He's like, well, he was helping me. Well, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. We have to go, you know, but I think that just compounds too much of like the stuff. But yeah, I, I appreciated them putting both of those in there because, you know, I, I, I know there's a lot of people who were fans that were like, oh my God, this is great. And I know there are people who like dad who were like, huh? Oh, Okay. I don't really know what, what that means, but I'm like, this is the guy that did the voice acting and the motion cap and all that for this character in the game. Right. Oh, okay, cool. You know, like he just, like, but again, the last time I talked to him, he didn't know that there was like behind the scenes for every episode. He thought like after four, they quit doing them. And I was like, no, but I think it's for some reason. I'll really I'll, blow his mind and explain to him that there's a whole like hour long podcast with all of those same people like that he can go listen to. Yeah. And yeah. also like 20 or 30 other podcasts that chose to cover it. Yeah. That's why we didn't do it episode by episode because it was going to be a huge thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I I mean, I don't know that they could have done a better um, job just overall mm-hmm. with an adaptation of this. I think it was like it's kind of the new standard, the new pinnacle of like what you can do with a with a video game adaptation in this medium. Um I'm super ready for that Super Mario Kart when the they're only... going to do. What? The Super Mario Kart Gritty Reboot they're doing. You didn't see oh, that? Oh, I did. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> I thought you were referring to the fact that the new Super Mario Brothers trailer featured the fact that there's it's going to be every every Mario thing. I'm so excited. I didn't think I would be. I'm still weird about the Chris Pratt voicing him thing, but mm-hmm. it looks cool, man. It looks yeah. really fun. Um, it looks like it'll be a Sonic the Hedgehog and have no business being as yeah. good as it is. Yeah, you hopefully. Know. Not that we need to transition off of it already. But yeah. um, I just wanted to say, the only thing that ultimately held it back from like this perfect like 10 out of 10 for me was weirdly uh, having played the game and being yeah. such a huge fan of the game, which is like, it's not even that like, oh, I didn't feel like the show lived up to it. I think it was as good as it possibly could have been. But ultimately, for me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, you're only able to remind me of those emotions and maybe get me to them in a different way. And I'm approaching this still as like it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of the huge beats I've already ha- I've already gone through yeah. once, twice, you know, sometimes three times. And... It's just like, yeah, at the end of the day, well, I think the question, a certain part of this narrative was, you know, a certain part of me would have been maybe excited by like, oh, what if they did kind of like really, really twist? And of course, game fans would be furious, like right. <clears throat> I'd be super upset. But I also love more the co- upset than what happens in two, you think? Oh, dude, I can't well, wait to see how the show community reacts to that without spoiling anything. But the sorry, God, no, no, I was just going to say, do you think if you could um, Eternal Sunshine, the game out of your head, and just watch this. Would it make you want to go play the game? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's just that's my. Th- I'm just curious. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, like if you if you if like okay, if like before the but game, presumably presume yeah if okay, before the show from, dropped, remove it from my brain, but. Sure, but you're also assuming a world where it's like, I'm not a video game person. No, 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 just hear me out. Before the show drops, 
you get in a freak bicycle accident. Okay. And you can't remember any video game you've ever played in your life. Okay. And so every video game is going to be brand new when you play them. In fact, you don't know what the video game console is when you get home from the hospital. And in recovery, you've watched all of The Last of Us. Okay. Would you then, finding out, like, not not reading about, listening to any behind-the-scenes stuff where they mention a game, but you just decide to watch it for the last one, like, oh, wait, there's an after show. And they're like, oh, in the game, and you're like, oh, there's a game to this? Okay. Would you then be like, I think I want to play it. Sure. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> in this weird, fucked-up scenario, yeah. Sure. The amount of times you've hit your head on something as a child, I'm mostly, amazed you're still here. Mostly thanks to you. Yeah. Uh, like, one. The other time when you fell down the stairs is because you were wearing somebody's shoes. Oh, dude. I am i don't mean to spoil this for you. Yes. But mom found, like, yearbook stuff from Japan. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, your photo is like you in that yearbook, but you're, like, sitting on the wicker chair with your suit on and your Mrs. Doubtfire glasses. Mm-hmm. And it is like badass. Mom was like, he had to wear them. I was like, those are not his glasses he had to wear. Those are like the Mrs. Doubtfire dress up glasses that he's wearing in this photo. <laughs> and she also found a thing where I was on the internet. I was rollerblading in Japan. I think I, I put that on that. my. Yeah, that's right. You did yeah. see that. But yeah, you definitely got to check your box out next time you like your box of stuff in Japan in the attic and whatnot. It's pretty dope. I will do that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those where I guess because because I was so invested, again, as like the player, Uh yes, I'm watching cutscenes. Okay, yes, and I'm getting this, and I'm feeling this, but in my head, I'm like, I want to get back to the thing I was doing, salvaging for stuff, making stuff, doing whatever to get me to where I need to go. So to have the show hit the same notes that the game does... And have me really being able to like, I don't want to say like I saw it for the first time. Like I saw the game for the first time here. Having that playing experience and then watching it play out. But it's definitely something to where like, at some point I probably will go back and play the original one. Just to go through those things again. And like, just see, just to know in my mind, okay, I've, I played this once. I've watched the show. I'm going to play it again just to appreciate how hitting hit how much of the mark it hit you know what i mean because i we we we've talked about last time about things that we want games we want to see become become this ip there's been plenty of them whether i don't not many vary with a tv show but there's been plenty of movies where they just completely fall flat because they just miss everything and i don't know if that's a the people who own the right to it sell it to universal or warner brothers and they have no they're just like it's our ip pay us for it do what you want mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody maybe has had the chance to say all right well it's our ip but if you're going to do this we need to be i need to be on board and making decisions because it's like quote unquote my baby and i'm gonna protect it as right. best i can and i you think know, this I can't is set a precedent where, where you'll see more and more of that Hopefully. And the acknowledgement of like Neil Druckmann is a director, like yeah, even and and even though he's like, oh, you know, I, I had to learn a lot for TV and everything. It's like, yeah, but you do have a leg up. You're essentially you're you're doing a version of it. You're you're working with actors on a one to one basis. You're writing this shit. Like you're yeah. you're just you know, it's a different format. 
to that end though for me one of the biggest strengths and i and i think for some non-game players it's been i've only heard this from a few people not all of my friend group or ever but i've heard the uh comment that some things felt a little rushed and i it's hard for me to separate that because again i bring all of the emotional baggage of those characters from the game i just do it's hard to divorce that from like you know just more watching them execute on things that i already know are happening and coming um but i think that's ultimately was for the first season and hopefully will continue to be for future seasons if there is more than one more uh sticking to the structure of the game and not like again where they chose to stretch i thought was very strategic Right, And I loved that like it did have this engine to it. It never felt like we lost momentum and, oh, they, they padded this out just for the hell of it. Everything, like episode to episode, I thought was very well-paced for how the structure of that game and the story should have ha- played out to me. Like, I know you might get to the end and feel like, oh, why was the finale like the shortest episode of the whole season? And it's like, well, because... Because it didn't need to be any longer. Because that was it. Right. Because that was the end of the story. Like, again, I would have been pissed if they, like, you know, tacked on some extra five-minute scene that, like, alluded to where things might go in a season two instead of just, like, no, just stick the landing because it's one of the best stuck landings ever in any story. Mm -hmm. Like, in any medium. So don't fuck with it. That is, again, that's been the biggest hurdle for most video game to movie or tv adaptations is you immediately want to take the things that work about it and just like oh but that'll never work in tv you can't do that in a movie right you can't do that in a tv show you can't end a season on an emotional lie on a cliffhanger of character emotion not some big like grandiose display it's like no you 100% can do that. Just do that. Oh, I mean, if you looked at, like, two of, two of the other bigger shows this year already, they're doing it. Like, they ended, ni- like, I didn't know this. They ended 1923 on that note. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a big emotional, like, the two of them yelling at each other because the one the the husband's getting dragged off of the, the ship they're on because he's got to be put to point. It's this whole thing. But she's yelling at him, like, I'll meet you in, your, in Bozeman, Montana, meet me there like he can no longer be on the boat that she's on that sort of shit and that's it that's the end of it and i'm like looking for episode nine and like oh well it's gonna be two seasons what two eight part seasons split half to have like you want to know somebody who's fucking printing their own goddamn money fucking taylor sheridan <laughs> like that, that dude, man lives in his own world dude it's, it's like, just it's just horses cowboys and the occasional drama and that's it like he's just he's just like when I realized who he was from Sons of Anarchy, I was like, oh, that's why he left and was killed off in the second season. He had all this other go- shit to go write out, plan, and start these two, these couple of movies, this fucking giant TV show, and then, like, this other fucking thing. And, like, dude, I mean... And now he's in, like, Ryan Murphy, Shonda territory. Yeah. In terms he, of just, like, I got my fingers in... <laughs> Dance, puppets dance. <laughs> yeah. Because guess what? That fucking show was not available on uh Paramount or anything plus. You had to pay somebody else completely a different like thing to stream Yellowstone as it was coming out. Alright, so 
ridiculous. Yellowstone, like, the video game? I mean, yeah. Rockstar? Yeah, yeah, you could totally do it. <laughs> okay. If we're uh, switching it, though. Well, no, we're switching it. We so, yeah, yeah. Are you, any, fi- any final thoughts on The Last of Us? Um, Your last thoughts on The Last of Us Season 1? I'm very excited for Season 2. Um, I definitely want them to take their time with it. I think we'll see a little bit of a natural delay. Uh, anyways, I don't expect I don't expect it until uh, I would say probably like twenty twenty five at the earliest. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, no, obviously I mean, they'll want it back sooner. It's been a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Succession's going away. Barry's going away. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, they're they're losing some uh, some big guns this year. So are they bringing back House of Oh, House of the Dragon will be okay, back for yeah. sure. Uh, oh, wow. Euphoria is still around, of course. Uh, I mean, they got your boy, The Idol Show. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? Or when that's that. happening, yeah. I they keep, keep delaying TV. it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes drama, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff, man. It's going to... I I can't wait to see what... Yeah. I can't wait to see what came out of that. All I'm saying is, you know, you get rid of all this shit. You could have at least given me one more season of Raised by Wolves. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd been great. So let's make that a game. I mean, that to be fair, that's HBO Max, baby. I mean, that's not HBO proper, right? We're talking HBO proper, right? But I mean, I'm just yeah. talking about in terms of their big guns. They're they're losing Succession. Yeah, they're losing Barry. I'm saying HBO could have said like, but we'd like to lot. have the third season of Raised by Wolves on our own plot. Like, you don't even have to put on. We won't even put it on HBO Max if you don't want it HBO Max. You know, then it's like infighting. It's like, what are you doing? I mean, you know, I feel like they cashed that check on giving Westworld a uh, a fourth season, which yeah. nobody watched. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody saw it. That, like, again, I said it on the last cast we talked about. If I hit the $300 billion, whatever billion dollar lottery it is, I would have a nonprofit that's set up solely to fund your favorite television show that gets canceled mid-season slash without a conclusion. And I would enter into negotiations with said show and say, look, I'll give you one last season. You got to wrap everything up nicely. Here's X amount of money. If you run out, come back. I'll give you some more. Go. And I would just be doing that. And instead of dream works, I call it dream worker because like, you know, I'm working people's dreams. They wish they had this last season of television and I give it to them. You know, because that's entertainment. You know what I mean? That's what I would do with my money. Don't know if I'm ever going to win. You got to play to win. But, you know, two times I've had, I've got real close. So, you know, it's like, it's like four numbers off. It's real close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Are we playing and pitching? We're going to do a couple of these before yeah, sure. we uh, wrap yeah. things up. We can do that. I said last time, and I stand by it, Waterworld. Okay. Yeah. Waterworld the game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, water's pretty, you know, they gotten pretty good at rendering it. Yeah. Um, Are we talking like ship-to-ship combat that then transitions into human-on-human combat? Essentially, yeah. Do we need to explain to people what Waterworld is, Gavin? The polar ice caps have melted. (laughs) The ocean levels have risen. 13 feet. I wish I could do the score. All <laughs> like, of, but I can't. All of mankind. It's a lot of woodwinds, right? The survivors of this event have been forced to live on the water 
Welcome Ooh. to Waterworld. Some tribal drums. Yeah. The fact that fucking Costner took a fucking helicopter back to the mainland every day and the crew and the rest of the cast had to stay on that fucking atoll okay. should make me want to hate that movie. But I love that movie, dude. Here's like, the thing. We love that movie. I know we watched it a bunch. And it seems just like an ever-present part of childhood. I haven't seen it in years. I just happened to just take a cursory glance at it on IMDb a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. That movie's like three hours long? Yeah, bro. What happens in it? Because I only remember like... I mean, I remember him slapping the kid. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing like ever. Yeah. In a movie, probably. Um, I remember like one or two battles with the smokers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they find dry land, right? Three hours of that, though? Introduction to the Mariner. Um, He makes it to the atoll. Well, they take the kid eventually, don't they? Well, they yeah, well, they, he makes right, it to the right, atoll. Right, right, right. Okay. As they're about to execute him at the atoll for being a Mariner, um, gets attacked by Dennis Hopper. He makes his great escape. Gene Triplehorn. So, and Enola. I don't remember the actress. If I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a Waterworld game, right? I've not far as I. I mean, on The Simpsons, yeah, that one episode of The Simpsons. But no, I don't know. There's not a Waterworld NES game. As far as I know, there isn't. Super Nintendo, excuse me. Possibly, I could be. Okay, I have no idea. But you want you want open world. You want. I want like an ships. Assassin's Creed esque okay. level of like ship battles. And you've got to, like, like, you can have different factions. You can, like, expand the universe. Like, have, mo- like, yes, the, the deacons and, like, the smokers, they're bad dudes. But, like, there could be worse dudes than them. You know what I mean? And, like, you have your friendly people on the atoll. But then you have, might have this other community of, like, they know this and that. Like, this one place that, like just as able to make fuel because you ask yourself it's water world how the fuck do they have all that fuel for all those jet skis all those boats how do they have all those cigarettes for dennis hopper all that ammunition where'd they get it from there's got to be somebody that's manufacturing it the same way that they are in like mad max you know um so yeah water world that would be a fun i mean there is a game called water world for the uh the uh, virtual boy, Vert. Oh, yeah. But right. I don't know if it's, you know, the water world we're thinking of. It kind of it looks like it. Eh, I mean, I don't know, man. But it's definitely. I'm not saying if it's been done before. It's off the table. Well, no, and I was trying to I think like of things it. that like didn't happen. Okay, I like it. You want to go back and forth? Sure. I mean, I didn't make a list. These are kind of off the top of the dome, but I had this thought earlier today. What about like an asynchronous multiplayer game that's an adaptation of Severance? Huh. Where you play as an innie or an Audi, but somebody else somewhere that's online is your... Is your other, right. your any or your Audi. Mm-hmm. You two can't see what the other one are doing. Uh-huh. But there's some element of leaving things for each other. 
to help you further investigate the world of the office, you know, vice versa. And what's going on, what the company really does outside yeah. of the office? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and some and stuff that you're finding in the office maybe inform, but the idea of like you that would truly do the separation. You don't know what the other person's doing, mm-hmm. but it's affecting your gameplay, right? You know what I'm saying? And theoretically, each person could be playing the any could be playing in any and Audi, okay? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're playing the two sides of the gameplay. But the other person on the other side of yours is somebody completely different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like you're not playing both sides of it. Right. Yeah, no. Because, like, you could make the mechanics of, like, if I'm on on the outside and, like, I drink too much. If you're playing during the daytime, you're playing this side. If you're playing during the nighttime, you're playing this side. Right. But, like, I go out to drink one night too much after work. And then, like, the next morning... The other players just like why? Why can't? Why is my screen blurry? Why is he taking forever? Why is my health low? And like it won't ever get to full, no matter what I do to make. Yeah, yeah, that would totally be neat. Stuff like that. Yeah. Or and again, I don't know if you center it specifically around the show, but I just thought that idea of the any and Audi thing, like that, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of multiplayer where you're not privy to what the other side's doing right but it is kind of and it wouldn't be reliant on you playing at a particular time that's the other thing i don't know how you work around you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because it would essentially have to be randomized but you'd have to be theoretically paired up with just one other player to have like this consistent growing experience i don't know i don't know how all the bells and whistles work that's that's for the. I'm suits. not an X's and O's kind of guy, Monix. In Silicon Valley, to right. figure out if they can even do that anymore. I mean, that fucking bank went up, so who knows what's happening yeah. with that? Uh so you got another one for me? Um, I was kind of trying to think of something that like relevant that like just happened that people be like, yeah, we could totally do that as a game. Um, I saw this movie. Uh maybe would have been a lot better if it had just been a Dino Crisis movie. <laughs> What's it called? It's called 65. Oh, you watched it. Oh, yeah. I Apparently I was nobody the one. else did. I was the one. Yeah. They I had it a, got buried uh, at the thing. I was like, holy shit. I had shit. a discount uh, on Fandango after spending good money on uh, on Scream 6. Oh, okay. Have you seen it yet? No, I need to. That was going to be what I was thinking. I know they already have one, and it'd be really easy just to do it with like the Scream like look of it all but like totally one of those like the jason you have to hunt jason kind of things like an online multiplayer with that but do that as scream or halloween or whatever for okay me. well they do have skins for that for uh what is it dead by daylight yeah they've done a scream package they've done halloween yeah. they don't all at this point but no i think you go i had this one as a thought too so we can collab on it i was thinking no you give it to like super massive you give them the license for it they did until dawn and the yeah. quarry, but I'm saying you give them the full license of the scream. You forgot about Man of Medan, or is that not them? I don't know. I think those are like adjacent or like a side studio. Yeah, that's the right. The mainline too... supermassive games are just Until Dawn and the Quarry, but those are very much the same vibe. The Man yeah, of Medan series, and then the other one, the um, the one with the house and the um, 
I forget what it's called. Yeah. But yes. To me, you take that though. You give them the license of Scream, so they have the iconography of it, and you could have a realm in that, you know, in that line where, I don't know, maybe it's a new story, but maybe, maybe if you have the license to everything, you have a license to the movies, and everybody's like visual, digital mm-hmm. rights, or amalgamations or approximations thereof, mm-hmm. what if you could go back through, um, you know, the previous movies or something but they're they're different or they're remixed or like it's a different killer that yeah, could be you, interesting or like they're but, always just two <clears throat> same two killers but you could effectively get everyone out without being you could try to figure out how to save everybody right or, well that I, I don't know how that would work exactly but if you were doing a new one whatever continuity it doesn't necessarily have to you could start a new continuity in the games mm-hmm. but you have the structure of we got a bunch of different characters you're playing, we're shifting perspectives the way they've done in the quarry and until dawn. And you're kind of trying to find clues or whatever, but you build in moments more like a, uh, I mean, just a choice thing the way they already have. But I'm thinking more L.A. Noir, where there's an investigative element to like you're trying yeah. to read people and maybe you oh, get. Damn, dude, that would have been a good one to make them. You get a, like false clues show. and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. We believe, but yeah, we both, yeah. But you get a lot of we well when we did that when we were, said we were trying to struck like stay away from stuff that was already too cinematic and L A Noir was one of those where it's like well it's every fucking noir movie ever right. made just done in a cool video game basically yeah. it's all the tropes in one so no, okay. what's the point so of what you're talking reverse about reverse engineering it I get yeah. what you could do with the scream thing but if we're gonna do that we could flip it and do we could do the same thing for like Perry Mason. Oh yeah, I th- I think you those know. I think those games structurally and like just the gameplay style they've introduced where it's like basically just an interactive movie where yeah. you have like very minimal control. And they're fun as fuck. I played every one of them. I think there's a way to apply that to like pretty much any fun detective sort of story which mm-hmm. um I think is always effective, but I think like Did it, you ever play the Telltale Batmans? Yeah. So like that, I feel like you can yeah. shoot and same Telltale, thing. Telltale, of course, those don't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, but something of that ilk you could definitely bring yeah. back. And anything that's kind of narrative or choice based, I also always kind of think of uh, Quantic Dream. The people who did uh, was it Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human. Oh, the what's his face? Um, the guy, the the director of all of them. It's the same dude. And he's like a. I can't think of his name. I know, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. But uh, yeah, those, again, those are very narrative based and like, you know, choice determines the outcome sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are great structures for anything you would want to throw into them. But I think Scream works because it's like you're trying to figure out the killer the whole time and like maybe you get it wrong and like you get a bad ending. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the killer changes based on who you pick. Maybe there's you know the form of red herring is essentially right. like oh i got a mislead and it's like you're down to a point where it's like okay literally trust this person or kill this person because mm-hmm. they may or may not be the killer or and you it's could like fuck you it, find out you, you could fuck it up the whole time to yeah. where it's like it's been you the whole time and your warped mind is thinking it's someone else and it turns yeah, out it was you the yes. whole time yeah uh, but i i yeah i think scream is tailor-made yeah. for a uh, that sort of approach I think mm-hmm. that'd be really fun. And it's on the brain, obviously, because it's just Saw 6. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another. I mean, they've done it a million times, and it, essentially, there's two games based off the entire thing. But just give me Heat as a video game. I we we briefly had kind of talked about this, but I I want something that centers around. You go two ways with it to me. Uh, and like there's missions in GTA 5 that I think start to approach this. Right. Where, and I know this has been expanded upon in the online, which I don't really play, but the idea of actually getting to live through a robbery, the planning of it, of like, okay, we got to do, we got to steal these three things right. to allow us to do the thing on the day. So you play through all aspects of that. You don't want to pick up any heat in the meantime, blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like that structure's there. I feel like what I want a little more of is a little more oceans we talked about. Uh, a little more fun vibe. More of a caper. Yeah. And that feeling of like pulling off a bunch of little tiny elements mm-hmm. that build up. And then, you know, maybe there, I would have in my head, there's like, there's a time element to it. Maybe structured kind of like a Dead Rising. The first one, where it's like, you can explore, you know, certain aspects of this, but like you only have this time frame to do it with it. Right. Yeah. And however far you get is going to be dependent on what kind of path you carve out, essentially. So I think there's an element of like, okay, here's your window of time to pull off these things that could help you before the big dance, essentially. And well, hey, if you didn't, if you fucked up this thing or like, you ran into some trouble or whatever. Well, then on the, you know, this element of the game is affected by it. So, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have to figure out some workaround or, oh, there's a time penalty or, oh, the enemy you have to face in this sequence is like more difficult or right. whatever. Uh, but I would like that. It'd be fun. And I would almost want like an original, an original thing at this point. But I, I want like a fun caper planning sort of game. That lets you, you know, that's not on rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably be a nightmare to program just because of all the variables and stuff. But again, I think more in the realm of like Hitman, something that's like we got a big, you know, a good size sandbox, mm-hmm. not something that's overwhelming, and we just focus on all the crazy iterations that can happen right. within it. Yeah. What about? Um, I was thinking about this. It's maybe but, like. Uh, a- but to that point, Heat would play in perfectly. Like I said. Oceans yeah. is in my head. Uh, do you remember Driver, the third Driver? Yeah, where you actually got out of the car. It was like Madsen, yeah, Ving Rhames, yeah. Yeah, I still remember the um, what was the one, the Getaway on PlayStation Two that was like, yeah, yeah. The big thing with that was there was no map, right? And it was almost. I see. I've heard this years later. I heard the whole thing where it's like, yeah, London cabbies because like there's a billion streets that are named the same thing. It's like. They just, they have like a whole apprenticeship where they just have to learn how to drive through the city because there is no like, oh, it's a grid system like New York. It's like none of the streets make any sense. So it's like, get <laughs> it's me to Wigan, show me some West, bitch. blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but they echoed that in the getaway where I remember the whole, the whole thing was like, you're in the game, okay? There is no map. You want to know when you need to turn? You gotta watch the turn signal. 
And I remember that being like the most annoying gameplay mechanic to a little kid Mm -hmm. who just got good at GTA Mm -hmm. and was like, oh, yeah, I can drive, do whatever I want. And then you tell him, like, I got to obey traffic laws. I got to pay attention to, like, turn signals. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Uh, I do. I did love the getaway, though. Not a good game. Like, probably really clunky in retrospect, but, you know. I just, one just popped in my head. Oh, God. Ronin. Okay. As a video game. I feel like that, I feel like that story of Ronin encompasses everything you just talked about, about planning everything. And, and to me, mechanically, you just, it's GTA five. Cause you've right. got great driving mechanic. You got a mm-hmm. shooting mechanic and you have all those set pieces. Ronin is the perfect one to encompass all of that. Yeah. yeah. Cause you can even have the whole like other half of it where like you don't be you know, like, you know, you don't know what's in the case, but you're finding out backstory behind it if you want to build it in. But you're also procuring things as well to make this heist happen. If you can't do it, then like, you know, you know it. Like this date, this time is when the case is in play, and you got to go get it. So can you go? Is it worth you? What do you? What would you rather do? Would you rather have the firepower? So you go do this thing, or would you rather be? Or can you do this thing and get a fast car? Should you get a fast car first so you can get here and get your shit done? Or how are you going to play it out? However you it's a pick. great setup for a game character that I don't know if they've really ever done. But essentially, like, that deep cover, like, De Niro character. Or just, like, a uh, like a Johnny Utah type where it's, like, they're yeah. trapped in the scenario of, like, they got to do all this wild shit. But mm-hmm. we know that, yeah. that uh, Oh, dude, that'd be perfect. Point break. But... The gameplay is influenced by the decisions you make on whether or not you're going to try and decrease the level of like chaos or you're just going to go balls to the wall with it and take you to the edge, Johnny. You know what I mean? So like if you are actively like, I'm a cop, but I can't let them know. So like one side is I'm an FBI agent. agent. The other side is like Like, my you're surfing, man. Like that's the other side of it. And if you lean more towards Bodie. You have like a, a rougher ending. Like you get you get cuffed for real. And they're like, we're throwing you away in jail. Game over. But if you can subtly like try and, you know, do things to like not necessarily sabotage them, but downplay your role in it, you get like maybe a better ending because it's like you had to do what you had to do to not blow your cover. We get you, Utah. You're fine. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And like there's just and yeah, that'd be a ton. But just something to I like the idea of like the choices that you make are because it goes along into the the telltale games as well as like something like an elden ring where like you make these choices and this is going to happen to you if you do this too many times you're going to get a bad ending so i like the idea of there's like several movies i feel like you could do where you would you know the ultimate choice is going to come down to you know what do you you know I don't know how they aggregate things or you know make an um, algorithm of whatever to figure out what's what, but it's kind of like choose your own adventure. But really, it's how good do you want your adventure to end? You know what I mean? Um, okay, I could see so, that. Yeah. Um, I want a economic uh, land based simulator. Uh, it's called There Will Be Blood. Okay. Uh, Not oil tycoon? No, it's actually going to be called I Drink Your Milkshake. Okay. And then you have to buy up oil properties. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And you have to raise cows to get yeah. the milk. 
Sure, it's essentially a farming simulator, yeah. but you're Daniel Plainview while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so there's intrigue, like brothers who may or may not be your brother, and uh, shady. Are there a lot know, of bastards? Shady and dealers, and then every once in a while, somebody tr- tries to slit your throat in the middle of the night, and you got to fend them off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, are there a lot of bastards in a basket? Is that what's going? Yeah. On? Okay. You also got to manage your relationship with and, and business partner, your yeah. son and business partner, HW. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a rival, you know, whatever. You can choose to pay to have someone take care of it, or you go handle it yourself with your own two fists. And next thing you know, somebody's looking for that prospector, and no one's seen him in a while. Yeah. I'm so, Somehow we're turning it into a third person action game. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm like. In the vein no, of like show, a siphon filter slash Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. No, yeah. show me the dark side of capitalism and let, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I could see that. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've got. Um, I mean, the very obvious one. I think they even teased this at some point. Um, but it's like, let's just stop beating around the bush and let's. I mean, Carpenter loves video games, dude. Oh, dude! Just let him make a straight. If we if we're never gonna get a Kurt Russell. Like, yeah, we're never going to get another Kurt Russell, John Carpenter team up. Let it happen in the video game world. Is it sad? And that just like, do the voice. Is it sad that like I secretly was like, OK, she won. Like this has got to motivate one of the two of them to start talking again. Like one of the two like, hey, do you see Jamie won? Yeah. You know what, man? It would be cool to maybe give it one last ride. And Carpenter's like, yeah, I can't let my last film be the ward with Amber Heard of all people. I should make another one. <laughs> He's you know like, I've been feeling extra bad about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just can't take, drag myself away from the music long enough. But if Kurt, if you give me a script, I think I can shoot. I'll shoot it for you, brother. Okay, great. And then he hands him a sequel to big trouble, little China. And we don't get an escape. Oh, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I also love a big trouble, little China. Cause that's, what's going to happen. It's going to be one I of just, those. It's going to be a big trouble, little China sequel or, I know part of that it's all wrapped up in studio rights and everything, but I I don't know why nobody's made that connection yet. Where it's like John loves video games. Right. You're not gonna get him to direct a movie, but I think you could get him to direct Big Trouble in Little China, the sequel, the video game, where yeah. it's like, Hey, we don't which I know that sounds insane because it's like the budget they would spend to make that game mm-hmm. is like I wish they would just give him that budget to make a movie because it would be insane. It would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, it would obviously be way more expensive to do the game, but if you make a good game, people would be into it. And if you can market it as like directed by the director of the original film, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And if you could market it as like, we fucking did facial capture on Kurt Russell and we de-aged him and he's playing Young, young Snake or Jack Burton. Or you know what? It's a video game. Fuck it. It's both. It's Jack Burton. It's a fucking Carpenter multiverse. Get Jeff Bridges, man. Bring Starman in there. And they could call it Carpenter Revisited. Be perfect. Okay, if you don't have anything else, we're ending this episode. No, I was just, I thought, I thought he did something for a game I played the other day. He worked on Fear 3. And there's another one that, like, it was an indie one. It wasn't that big of a deal, but he, like, he loved it. And I thought he, I thought he scored it. 
Okay. Um. Well, there's a whole, and now I just found a whole list of like movies that John Carp video games John Carpenter should make into movies. <laughs> Number six, Duke Nukem. Five, Fear. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the other direction. Is like maybe that's the only thing that could get him back into the director's chair is if they let him. Oh, Outlast. <laughs> Outlast is that what he? That's no, that's the number one list of what people think he should be allowed to make. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. How about something with the boys? The TV or, show. Yeah. I'm thinking like a fucking fighting game. I've seen a lot of people mod. At... Yeah. I think fighting game is actually the way to go. Now that I think yeah. about it, it's pretty much just injustice or like but, any but of the it, recent like, Mortal Kombat. It, it's like, like basically you. The overall thing is like if your character makes it through. Oh, you no, you do your. You give you you give them you their do, own ending as to how like everything ends when it comes to the show. Obviously, like if Homelander wins, we're all fucked. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like no, that's Hol- Homelander's your Shang Tsung or your yeah. your M Bison, your final boss. But no, you have the structure of like an injustice game where it's like, hey, we have the story mode, but then obviously we have, you know, your normal versus match where you can take the heroes that you love and mm-hmm. have them fight each other. I think that's a no brainer. That's yeah. a great idea, yeah. actually. And then so like, many fun characters and people right. from the comic books that you haven't introduced yet. Right. And then you also have you could go with the aesthetic of the show. Mm-hmm. Or you could go with the aesthetic of the comic book mm-hmm. and make it like even more brutal and bloody and violent. But in well, a we totally get the, we way. totally get the fucking yeah. the Mortal Kombat guys to you know throw us a bone and you know. I was just saying like those have moved in the direction of being almost. It sounds weird to say, but like more photorealistic. Like yeah, they yeah. get more and more graphically impressive. But oh, I'm yeah. like, it would almost be interesting. No, if it's like yeah, we did the world of the boys, but it looked like what is it uh, diabolical. Yeah. Like the series they have on Amazon. Yeah. Like that animation style, but still brutal as fuck. Right. We're sitting right here on Amazon. Invincible also seems like a no Yeah, brand. yeah, no, that would work. Uh, yeah. You could do so much with Which that I think Invincible that, property. If I'm not mistaken, actually, I think during season one, Kirkman said that's actually in the works. Like that's happening. I think that is happening. So never mind. Hmm. Maybe. That one's already been taken. Uh, uh I mean, there's, uh, I well, because I'm thinking like some of these ones I'm wanting to throw out. I'm like, well, how do I make this more than just like, you know, a one-time rental slash you know, buy it on the arcade and throw it away kind of thing. Like I'm trying to think of something that would be, like a big grandiose like you gotta fucking play this thing. You know what I mean? You know, like and and, and there's been some stuff that's like they made a game. But, like, if they just did it now, it might be better. Like, I love the Godfather well, game, both of them. There's de- but I, I wish they just say, upgraded We them. didn't fully go into it, but I was like, there's definitely room for playing and pitching round three where oh, we yeah. just come back and talk about the ones that have been successful on both yeah. sides. Because there's been other good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe we save that for part three. Yeah. All right. The genesis of it. All right. The, my, what's the delt? I don't know. <laughs> where they meet like the, the synergy of it all like where 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 this where's the sweet spot between the apex games? yeah is, is that what you're trying i don't know what you're trying to say yeah I, i'm lost okay uh so yeah lost. we talked we talked the last of us we uh we played some more and pitched some more and uh that's it next week dun, 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 dun.
That's right. It's the Round of Reckoning. Month three. Personal favorite of ours. J.J. Abrams, MI3. Stay tuned. The film that restarted it all and tried to clean up Tom Cruise slash Ethan's image. The film that restarted it all just so that Brad Bird could turn right around and restart it all again. (laughs) Jason Bourne. The false start of the franchise, which is also secretly probably the best one, it's MI3. No, sweetie. Next week on the Archivy Podcast. No, sweetie. That was Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until then, I've been Noah. I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Thank you for listening. And we've been playing and pitching. We've been sorting out our ideas about what films we want to be video games and what video games we want to be films. And we've been talking about Mission Impossibles and Impossible Missions. You know, if it's... uh, This is... Lucky for you, Mr. Hunt, it's easy. It's, it's just mission difficult, not mission impossible. You know, we've been talking Say about Say word. Dilbert. Twinkty doink. Sorry, Dad. Dinky nuts. Squirrel jam. Hats. Balance in my checkbook. Zerbert in the sherbert. Squark. 100 gift baskets. You are now rocking with the Tesla boys. <laughs> Sleepy Benjamin Franklin. Watch me veg. DJ Tanner. Swanky pumps. Moped music. Costco samples like a motherfucker. Uh, crank up the bits. Patrick Stewart money. <laughs> you know who it is. Ray finds route tickets before he hit this shit. <laughs> I wish to go watch something like five more times. I'm this It's that Praxis pack. Brindle, Brindle pack. Willard pack. Brindle pack. Brindle pack.